What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today on the Dissect That Film podcast, we are covering one of my personal favorites when it comes to the holidays, Krampus. Gross von Krampus, as they would say. I probably butchered that really bad, and I apologize to all my German and Austrian uh, audience out there. Joining me, as always, is the wonderful DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. Welcome, welcome back. That's where we're. That's where we're. <laughs> so candy canes. Candy canes. We're all festive. We, me and Angela, we came. She's got the the actual movie Krampus on her her shirt, which is awesome. I have the like old 1800s, 1700s drawing of Krampus stuffing children into a basket. But I like it, dude. It's I great. do. I do too. It's a really cool they're shirt. Both, they're both very cool. Yes. Shirts. Oh, I love the design of Krampus in this movie. He's <laughs> awesome. Oh, but yeah, today it's Krampus, a, a movie that I, I remember seeing, I think, when it came out uh, on Blu-ray and DVD in its original release back in 2015, 2016. And boy, I fell in love. I uh, accidentally showed my son when he was way too young this movie. It was on TV one time and I said, fuck it, I'm not changing the channel. Uh, gave him nightmares for, for weeks, uh, maybe months. So yes, father of the year. Uh <laughs> So I told you why we shouldn't watch this. <laughs> this movie no, no. has got some really scary fucking creatures in it. <laughs> well, see, we didn't watch it because I kept thinking it was R-rated. Oh, I didn't know it wasn't. I was like, oh, and she's like, well, we should watch it. But I was like, no, we shouldn't watch this around the kids. Right after Christmas? Are you kidding me? They would have been traumatized from Santa forever. <laughs> I think that's why I showed it too much like where i didn't care because i was like oh it's pg-13 it's fine and then i remember the scene in the attic and i was like oh shit i probably shouldn't have showed my son this but it was to the point where it was too late he already saw it and i was like well we might as well just finish it off you know yep this movie was released on uh it was premiered on november 30th 2015 but they the worldwide release of it was december 4th 2015 and the reason uh, why this was pushed to that date was to coincide with Krampusnacht, a traditional Austrian festival held on December 5th that celebrates the Krampus coming to punish naughty children. So that's cool. Uh, Celebration this, for the punishment. Yes. This was directed by Michael Doherty, uh, who earlier, I believe in 2007, directed Trick or Treat, which is a fantastic um, anthology movie um, set in the wonderful day of halloween and he directed the 2019 godzilla king of the monsters which is just a a delight we've uh reviewed it on this channel so make sure to check that out i personally yeah. really enjoy the movies that doherty creates i'm excited uh, really nothing crazy going on though when it comes to directing i think uh we said it off uh you know before we started recording that he's that they announced trick-or-treat too which is exciting um, to, yes. to get more of that style of a story. Uh, and he does a lot of producing. He produced some, some duds like Superman Returns and X-Men Apocalypse, which are not a well-favored um, uh, movies in the comic book um, community. And, yep. But he is also in the works of producing the Hellraiser TV series, which I don't know what that entails, what that's going to be about, if it's going to be a 
retelling of the original Hellraiser um, movie or if it's going to be more closely based on the story by Clive Barker. I don't know. Hellraiser is a weird freaking series and I'm interested to see what he does with it. Yes. Of course, this movie is based on the story of Krampus, which is a a folk tale, a German and Austrian folk uh, folk tale uh, about um, this this creature that literally punishes children for being bad around Christmas. But it actually predates Santa Claus, according to yeah. German and Austrian folklore. It, it yeah, it predates. So in this movie, what Krampus is 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 he's Santa's shadow. Pretty much Santa brings presents and goodies to all the good boys and girls out there. Uh, but Krampus is the one who punishes all the naughty kids. He goes and um, in in old folklore, he is actually the one who does the punishing. Uh, he would literally break. <laughs> literally, there's stories where he would break down doors of children, just kill them or kidnap them. Like if you look on this shirt, this is an old interpretation of Krampus uh, where he literally goes into your room and just he's got a basket. And he just shoves you in it and then takes you away. This is terrifying. Little <laughs> Billy's been eating a lot of biscuits this year. Just he, shoving him in. He's pretty. He's a demon. He's he's pretty much a demon. Uh, I like the way the the way that they create him in this movie, where he is. Um, he's more of the the leader, where he doesn't really get his hands dirty. He's got his whole little. He's got his group around him to do all the dirty work, and it's yep. and instead of just kind of getting the job done, he likes to toy. <laughs> with all the victims um, of his game. There's a joke there somewhere. Is there? Yeah, you said toy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so Michael Doherty, he described Krampus as, uh, like I said before, Santa Claus's shadow. He stated that he is not the unstoppable monster that kicks down your door and rampages and grabs you. There's something darkly playful about him. He's having a good time doing what he does. And he enjoys the cat and mouse aspect of it. I like it. I could feel that. Uh, Michael Doherty was very much influenced by um, when I heard he was very much influenced by Gremlins. I was like, heck yeah, because this kind of felt kind of Gremlin like in a way. Dark comedy. Yeah, dark Mm -hmm. comedy. And it had like these really terrifying creatures, even though I feel the creatures in this movie are a lot more more scary than the Gremlins from um, the Gremlin series. But I think that's yeah. the whole point. Like pretty much what the creatures you see in this movie are, are, uh, you know, your typical old, uh, you know, the, the toys that you would have gotten back, <laughs> back in the day, back when your grandmother was a kid, you know, the, yeah. the typical yeah. Jack in the box. Um, you would, you know, the, the gingerbread cookies, man, if those things weren't alive, those gingerbread cookies look good. They're, those were thick, thick ass. Those were thick with two C's. <laughs> ass like ginger- gingerbread. It was like men. It's like literal bread. Like they were so thick. Oh they were man, ginger men. It's cool. yeah. it's funny because we did Gremlins last week, and there's a scene where the mom makes the gingerbread men that one of the Gremlins yep. ends up eating, and those were thick ass. Like people just like I need those. Yeah, we're doing absolutely we're doing, doing it wrong. I don't know if I've ever made gingerbread men in my house. It's uh, it's something I don't know if my wife is like wants to do. It's there. It's kind of hard to make. Like. You either burn them or it's just it's they're bad yeah I, i'm not a big no oh, good i've made gingerbread from scratch and it's 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 not easy yeah i'm not a big gingerbread I'd rather, there's a lot of other cookies and confections i'd rather have before gingerbread so 
my favorite was, uh, you know, I worked in retail at a big retail store and they would have like the little Debbie's gingerbread men that were in like the individually wrapped plastic. And they were soft as hell. Oh my God. I would buy box upon box of those things. Those were great. But I don't know if I've ever had a legit freshly made gingerbread man ever. So just quick question on the subject subject. You know what? I'll ask it later. Just keep going. I'll ask it later. (laughs) Seeds. Seeds. I love the I love the opening how everything is iced over you got the iced over universal symbol and all that Uh, originally Michael Doherty wanted to use the old 80s universal logo because this really felt like an old like a classic like eight like gremlins it was a very much a gremlins feel to that move or to this movie and gremlins of course came out in 1984 so you know, it was kind of a nice throwback, but unfortunately they weren't able to do it. So they went with the iced overlook, which was another cool effect. So the only way that this movie was going to get greenlit was if it was PG-13, just because there was a lot of controversy around rated R um, Christmas movies uh, like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night and Black Christmas, which are the two most famous um, horror movies that are based around Christmas time. It was really hard to get those movies made and it was really hard to get people to go see them. So in order to get this green light and the way that Universal was going to see dollar bills uh, was if they, you know, made it PG-13, which I think even at PG-13, this movie is 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 borderline. This is borderline. I don't think I suffered from it at all. No, I never, never at one point during this movie did I feel like this should have been rated R or this would have been better if it was rated R. I thought it was yeah. great the way it was. This movie was, I think, short and sweet. It was only a 97 minute movie. I think it, it there wasn't any lull moments for me. I think everything was just perfectly paced. It felt great, except for something. I know <laughs> I know Angela mentioned it uh, in, a, in our, our little chat about one scene which i personally thought was fucking terrifying and gr- it, it's, it's good it it really is for the most part it's a really it's a really great scene i just think they could have put that elsewhere just my opinion just my opinion that's why we're here we're here to voice our opinions uh this stars adam scott tony collette David Kochner, I can never pronounce this dude's name. Allison Tolman, Conchata Farrell, who she, if you, uh, she is most famous for Two and a Half Men, which is a show with Charlie Sheen. Um, yeah. And, you know, she passed away a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, but she, she was, she's a great in everything that she was in. Uh, and we also have a couple relatives that were in this movie. The actress mm-hmm. who played Beth. And the actress who played Stevie are real life sisters. But in this movie, they played cousins, which was uh, oh. pretty cool. And then looking back, you kind of can tell because they both are very they both are full of freckles <laughs> and their facial. They 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 look alike. Uh, Tony Collette. This would be, I believe, three years before she would go on to uh, star in another amazing horror movie, Hereditary, which we are definitely going to be reviewing on this show yeah. because that movie is just Oh man, you want to like this is this is a this is a horror movie in a and if you say it's not it you're crazy. This is definitely a horror movie. There are parts that are scary, uh, but yeah, Tony Collette, man, she got robbed for Hereditary. She should have been nominated and should have won the Oscar for that movie. 
because she was brilliant. And I can't wait to talk about that down the road. I Adam Scott. Hand, oh, yeah. she's heard it's rough. I just heard yeah. her is rough. We'll have to watch Hereditary, and then we got to watch Midsummer, which is by the same director. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott's in this, and I thought he did a great job. You know, of course, he is known for comedy, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Parks and Recreation to uh, Step Brothers, and so on and so forth. He's a very funny guy. He's very good at playing an asshole, but I think the the, the way that he portrays this character. Uh, Tom and this I think he was a great I don't know, a good job I think he did a great job uh, of course David Kochner or Kochner however you pronounce his name plays Howard uh, he was uh, he's well known for being in the office he was in the two anchorman movies he just always he's just great at being an asshole he is literally yeah. an asshole and ev- almost everything he's in <clears throat> it's just too much man and of course you have uh Allison Tolman who plays his wife Linda who is kind of just the <laughs> she's that character who's married she knows she's married to the asshole but she sees no better way of living like she yeah. there's no better life for her so she's kind of stuck she's got th- what three three four kids with her with yeah she's got the twins and then she's got uh Howie Jr who uh what this kid <laughs> what the fuck man adds nothing to the movie no. whatsoever other than watching him get pulled through the chimney which is just that's yeah. it yeah perfection <laughs> and then we get the baby i don't even know what the baby did the baby have a name chrissy chrissy okay <laughs> glad somebody was Wait, paying attention in that well see it's okay you didn't remember the baby's name they didn't remember the baby in the fucking truck so yeah. <laughs> that's true <Yeah>. that's true <laughs> she's just unforgettable and of course we uh can't forget uh Krista Stadler who plays Omi who is actually from Austria herself mm-hmm. who literally speaks is she speaking German? Yeah. Okay. Uh it's kind of hard to tell cuz I cuz um German uh, do Austrians speak Austrian or like what is the language there? Like is it do they speak <laughs> an offset of German? Like I don't want to offend anybody. I don't know how languages work. I don't know either. They may have a common root language. I mean, I know other, I know that people can learn multiple languages. I don't, I'm not one of those people, but there are a lot, a lot of people out there who know multiple languages. Cause, uh, you know, but they she, speak German. Okay. It's their, it's their official language. Okay. Yeah. She is from, she is literally from Vienna, Austria. And I believe from what I have read, uh, she literally, this was like one of her, I think her literally maybe her first ever American role because really? she is well known in Austria and Germany uh, huh. for, you know, doing films over there. Uh, but of course, if you're doing a movie about Krampus, you got to have that, you know, you got to have that connection with the with the the land that the story Gizmo chill out over there. Uh, comes <laughs> <from>. <laughs> confused, like, what? <laughs> One eared gizmo, he fell over. He's fine though. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I love, I think she's a great character. I love her demeanor the whole time where she knows what's going on, but she's not freaking out like everybody else until, you know, oh. even until the end. She's very calm and collected because she knows what's in store. 
Well, I think she's just better at hiding it than most everybody else. You can see there's times where she's just legitimately concerned about what's going on. She just doesn't outwardly show it as much. Yeah. She's not like Putin and hollering. And- right, right, right. And then, you know, of course, she has that one rule, like, we, we can't let the fire go out. Because once the fire mm-hmm. goes out, that's when, I mean, the whole whole point of that the whole thing was once the fire goes out, that's how they get in. That's their yep. entryway in, into the house. So... Of course, uh, freaking the father of the year, Howard, there falls asleep on watch, and that's when all the hell breaks loose, and this movie just goes yep. bonkers. Good job, Howard. God damn it, Howard. You suck. This movie, I love it in so many ways. I think the acting is great. The The story is, is great, especially a, a story that has been told a hundred times, a thousand times through... Um, just word of mouth through throughout history, through books, through, you know, other movies that have been put out there. I think they did a great job with the story. And I love that everything is freaking practical, man. The only CG, I think, was um, the scene on the roof with Krampus as he's hopping between the houses and yeah. the gingerbread men. Other than that, yeah. well, cer- the certain shots of the gingerbread men, there were there were yeah. shots of them that were practical. But boy, everything else is practical. It was great. Yeah, it was good. I like the practical effects. I, I actually mentioned that. Some, I mentioned that to her during the film about how much practical was actually in the movie, which I was worried about. The like the Jack in the Box was really cool. It's literally like four people inside of like a like you know those tubes that you would get as a kid, like that you could yep. crawl yeah. through. It's one of those. They've got huge one, and they would have literally somebody in the head that would control the arms and stuff. And then you would have other, they would like, uh, there was two women that would go in and they would just like stick their hands out and just do like the different motions for it. It was so cool to watch. I watched all the behind the scenes of like how they, they were able to do um, all these characters like the, the cherub, which is the devil angel. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called until I watched the behind the scenes. I was like, what the fuck are they, what are they talking about? Uh, it was, it was a puppet. Yeah, yeah. That they would, they had one that was on like literally strings that they would use when it was perched on top of the, the uh, the beam. Yeah, yeah. And then when it would lunge at them, they attached like a boom handle to it, and it would like fly down. Mm. They said that like Tony Tony Collette had to do it like forty times (laughs) to get the scene right. I wonder wonder if it's like, uh, so it's like it was like a traditional marionette. Like yes. strings and stuff. Yep. Very cool. To control like, the cool. different yeah. things. Like they had to control the wings opening and flapping and oh man. I like that. I love it. Krampus was was crazy because this dude there was a an actor in there, of course, mm-hmm. who had to control it. His name is yeah. Luke Hawker. And he literally was only I think he he wasn't very tall. I don't know the exact height of him, but he was, you know, within the five, you know, high fives. And he would have to wear like three to four foot extensions on his legs, which had the hooves on the bottom and yeah. he would go into the costume and he, he couldn't, they had to put a screen inside the head of, of Krampus with, um, because there was a lens inside of Krampus's cheek so he could see where he's going because he couldn't see through the mask. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh man. It was so cool watching like the woman who create helped create him like walking around with him as they're like trying to set up for shots. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
if if listen people like digital is really cool but may, try to get digital film if you're gonna buy digital for films try to get the ones that have the the the, the special features because it's really cool to see how they make these movies it really makes you appreciate uh movies more even if you didn't really like the movie too much it really gives you more appreciation for how hard it is to make a movie and i'll state that um yeah we ended up having to it's crazy it. I bought, like I said, I bought this movie when it first came out. So of course, I bought the Blu-ray, which came with all this, the the cool special features. But yeah, 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 it's really, it's really cool to see all that hard work they got to put in to, to do all this. Oh yeah, it's right there. What's happening? What's happening? No, this we're looking at your sorry, this Blu-ray. I finally see the Blu-ray. Oh, (laughs) oh, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're probably flipped, so it looks like we're pointing the wrong direction. Can, can you find right it, direction. ladies and gentlemen? Right? <laughs> Blends in with your poster. Oh, poster. oh with the Batman one back there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the teddy bear was really cool. The guy, so all of the effects were made by uh, Weta Workshops, which uh, did a lot of the effects for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's what they're, that's what a lot of people throw out there. Um, but they've made effects so that, for so many films throughout the years. Yeah, that's why the quality of the effects is so good. And they were very, very um, excited about uh, Michael Doherty. Michael Doherty is so much passion in in making this movie. He was there like every other day, you know, making corrections, like trying to give cool pointers on, you know, he was very involved in them and them making all of these characters. Um, okay. Yeah, which which is really cool. He just he seemed like he was he seemed like he was having a blast making this movie. And when I see that, when you watch like behind the scenes and you see like the the, the director having that much passion in a movie, uh, I think that's why the movie came out uh, the way that it did. Do do you guys have anything you want to talk about for behind the scenes before we get going on the plot? Not really. I didn't really go too deep into the behind the scenes. I looked a little bit on it, but I just I didn't really honestly look too much into it. Nothing you haven't. Well, nothing you haven't covered. What? So the guy that played Krampus actually works for Weta. Yeah, he's part of their team. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, hey, dude, you, yeah, just go get in this. To go yeah. get in that. Is yeah, see right there, do it. That's you. <laughs> and I, I also love. Uh, there was a, a. I've I've listened to or watched a lot of videos on Krampus, people's reviews of Krampus, and all that. And a lot of people kind of um, they nitpick about Krampus's face. So if you when they do close up shots on Krampus's face, his mouth never moves. Yeah. The uh, reason so the that. reasoning. Yeah, reason. Yes, exactly. We know, but we should explain it. The reason why Krampus's face does not move is because that is not Krampus's real face. It's actually a mask of a dead person that he puts on his face to kind of resemble Santa Claus. His his whole spiel is to. He's a demon under there. He is a like these are all demons that are dressed in Christmas, you know, to resemble Christmas, but they go after the bad kids, you know. Yeah, so he exactly. wears this face of a dead person to kind of um, put on that facade that he's not what you know. <laughs> you don't get to see what's underneath, which it's cool. Yeah, you I mean, never see what's underneath his mask. You know, the closest you get is just when they get really close to his face, you see his see, eyes. You see his Actual eyes. eyes. Yeah, and it's like black. Like, like a goat. Like a black. goat's eye. Yeah. Because he's very cool. goat-like. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I just want to uh, cuz I've literally I literally listened to a review and somebody was nitpicking about that. They didn't like the design of him because his mouth why does his mouth never move? It's like what do you what? Clearly they didn't pay attention. No. I mean it's pretty obvious. Exactly. But I thought we would clear it up for anyone who was confused. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Love this design though. Love it. I love he's oh, wearing the great. the the very raggedy but the red uh coat you know, like Santa would wear, but it's dirty and all that. Like, like I said, it's, he's trying to, it's a shadow of Santa, which I thought was cool. It's a different interpretation of Krampus. Like we said, Krampus has been around for probably, I mean, Santa's probably been around for, I don't know when the story of Santa Claus came about, had to have been, you know, 13, 1400s or something like that, or maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. Krampus is something that's been around even longer than that. So the the it's just like, you know, we talk about we talk about like ancient history, you know, things are interpreted interpreted differently uh as they're passed down. That's what Krampus is. It's whatever you exactly. want it to be. Yep. And this was what Michael Doherty's version of Krampus was. This isn't something that you would watch and go, this isn't accurate to the story I read that was written in 1777. No, <laughs> it's not. Oh, yeah. All right. My spiel's over. Yeah, Are we I ready for the plot? Ready. Yes. All yes. right, let's oh, go. I do have one thing. To okay. All right. Um, I, I like how this is dedicated to Doherty's mom. Very cool. Did she pass away? She did. Right In before the movie? 2012. Oh, okay. I missed I that. So. I think it says it says it at the end, and we're like, wait a minute. We look, we looked it up, but yeah, I Very think cool. it's, I think it's really cool. I like dedication films. Mm -hmm. That's right. Very nice. So Krampus, we get the very cool opening uh, with the iced over Universal symbol and all that. And boy, if, listen, if I ever worked, like I worked for a big retail store, okay, you know, Angela works in retail. We, I have never, if I ever saw the things that were happening in the store, I'd quit. I'd be like, yep, this ain't worth my life. This oh, shit yeah, is insane. Not. People are punching each other. People are like taking other things from the shelves and just beating the shit out of other people. And I, yeah, like, yeah. I love the security guard who's dragging two guys. And she's like yeah. this big burly woman. She's just like, yeah, I like that. I like this is Christmas. Yes. And they're serious about their tasing too. She's like, Yeah. These two guys are like, Yeah, yeah having a blast tasing this. These two guys. Yeah. It, it, this is wild. And you know, it, it it's a great opening because it's showing, you know, how slummy people are, like how, how, what people will do um to get those gifts, to get those things for Christmas when you know, in the, the light of Christmas, that's not what Christmas is all about. And that's the whole moral of this story is just like, you know, you know, the shitty people, um, you get the shitty things happen to you in a way. Consumerism. Yes. Oh, man. But what a scene. What a scene. Uh, and it's called Muncho Mark. Muncho Mark. Dude. Muncho Mark. This place is fucking wild. They have a play going on in the back. What is happening here? Know, what is this what? place? <laughs> All under one roof. And they literally... 
you see this kid is on top of another kid and they're just wailing on each other. And you see Adam Scott and Tony Collette's character come out. And, you know, of course, you figure out one of them is their son and they pull them off each other. And you got this. I like son. how, like, almost nobody's doing anything about no, it. No, they're all, they're like, all, they're all recording it. There. They're like, they yeah. got people recording it on their phones. Yeah. yeah, they don't give a shit. We then cut. What's the song that's playing during the scene? It's a Christmas um, song, isn't it? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes. I didn't remember. It's perfect. And everything's in kind of like slow motion throughout this entire yes. scene. Oh, yeah. It's a great opening. I remember seeing it for the first time. Like, yes, perfect. I need to see this on screen. Like, yeah. I, I feel they're a little heavy handed with their message here, but it's great. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And then we, it, speaking of uh black friday because i'm guessing that's when this takes place right this has to be black friday but the crazy thing is like three days out of freaking christmas i'm very confused on what day this is <laughs> i think they're just trying to pull all one thing right. just all i know sidetrack we gotta at some point down the road we're gonna have to review black friday which is a, a newer movie that just came out has bruce campbell devin sawa I think I've heard of this one. It's like yeah. a zombie. It's a zombie movie that takes place on Black Friday. I think, yeah, it's, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Bruce, I can't wait to talk about you in 2022 because we're definitely doing the Evil Dead films. So, yeah, we get we then cut to the house, to the main character's house, and they're watching. There's a classic Christmas movie playing on the little fancy TV in the kitchen. Is it uh, It's a Wonderful Life? It's a Christmas Carol. Oh, it's the original Christmas Carol. You're right. Oh, I yeah, had it. I, I've had it right here in my notes. It says Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, we're thinking of we're, we're thinking of Gremlins. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching, I literally watching. wrote Christmas Carol in my notes, and I just uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Grandma's making cookies. She's making cookies. Uh, Omi. Uh, she is German, and I'm guessing Omi means grandma in German. I don't know. I didn't look it up. And she only speaks German, at least for now. Uh, Max Max just wants the spirit of Christmas to stay, even though his family is losing their goddamn minds. You got family. You got family coming over. She's got her sit. The the mother, uh, which her name is Beth. No, is it Beth? No. What's the what's the mom's name? Well, I don't remember. You can ask me now. Oh, it's 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 a name, man. Probably should have the cast. Sarah, it's Sarah. <clears throat> Sorry, peoples. Um, yeah, her sister's coming uh, with her uh, husband and, and uh, cousins and all that. And no one's happy about it. No one is no, happy at no. all. Tom can't stand the husband. Uh, the daughter, Beth, she can't stand any of them. No, oh, yeah, he was a teenager, so it's yeah. pretty typical. She just wants to go hang out with her boyfriend and get high. Hey, and- you know what? good for her why is that like the thing what to go hang out with your boyfriend and get high like why is that like in like movies like that's just what teenagers do like is it i like the kid i like her boyfriend i like her boyfriend's um christmas tree bong that he's got (laughs) yes his name is derek what a what a name derek derek Sorry to all the Derricks out there, but what, it's always the name of it's always the I feel like that's a, a name that is used a lot for those stoner kids. Derek. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Omi means grandma in uh, German. OK, cool. I'm glad we figured that out. Uh, Tom's I, I at first I thought this was Tom's brother, but this is Tom's brother in law. 
And he's a dick because he's played by David Kochner and he just plays a dick and everything. Listen, he's a dick in this movie, but if, if you've ever seen The Office, his character in The Office is a fucking asshole. Like, he's worse than that. He's this guy times 100, man. He's fucking awful. So he's great at playing an asshole. <laughs> I like how heavy this this uh, movie leans into stereotypes for certain people. Uh, what, 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 what do you mean? You got to explain things. Uh, like the fact the uh, Republican gun-toting undereducated poor people. And then the liberal upper class, well-to-do, level mind, level-headed people, you know, stereotypes, stereotypes. And I'm not saying they. You're telling me that they're they're stereotyping people in movies? No way! Fuck, man, I'm done. Show canceled. Never talk about a movie again. Never do that. Fuck. Never stereotypes in movies. You're crazy. At least, at least the grandma wasn't screaming the praises of the Reich. <laughs> well, we're done. Oh. Sorry, guys. Show's over. You talking about stereotypes? Come oh, on. Oh God! All right, that's enough of that. Uh, his kids are <laughs> awful, and uh, Aunt Dorothy. They're assholes. Yeah, they're hundred percent. Well, for one, and it sucks because you get the the whole thing where uh, at the dinner table, uh, one of them, I think Stevie or uh, what was the other one, Stevie and Jordan. Jordan. They they take Max's letter to Santa and they read it out That's loud. So fucking, fucking awful. And and it sucks. It like the dad, both dads are just sitting there. The mom, the Linda, the the, the those girls' mom is not doing shit. Right. Like, no one does anything. And she's just in the, reading off the thing of all the things he wants for Christmas, and it's mostly about his family. And I love well, she doesn't read it, but the girl uh, I'm, I'm going to say it was Stevie. She goes, dad does what? dad does not want us to be boys. And you're like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But the way that they kind of, you know, are treated, that's kind of how it is. Like, yep. you know, he was given, you know, he was given, you know, two girls, two twin girls. And he, of course, probably wanted a boy. And so instead of getting the boy, he was treating his daughters like boys, uh, getting him into sports and stuff like that, which girls yeah. play sports without That's having to be pushed um, yeah. uh, like these girls are. Uh, and then you have Howie Jr., who I don't even think has a brain in that head, dude. Like this kid oh, is. No. What the fuck, dude? Does he even have a spoken line of dialogue? No, like, I, I don't think screaming? he can talk. There's something wrong with this kid. I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into it because I don't know what's wrong with him. I feel because they don't mention anything about it. I think they just all play it off like he's just a fucking idiot. But yeah, these kids yeah, suck. All these kids suck. Yep. The only one who doesn't suck is the baby because the baby can't do anything. <laughs> baby's awesome. Dude. Yes, the baby's great. The the mom's not horrible. Whatever her name is. Uh, oh, Linda. Then, yeah. No, she's just yeah, I, like I just stated before. Yeah, like I was saying before, I feel she's in a situation where she she can't just leave. Like I feel like she, she feels like she can't leave. She has four kids, and as much as she probably in her head wants to leave her husband because he's kind of a piece of shit, she can't. She's she's yeah. trying her best, and I appreciate Linda. And then we have Aunt Dorothy, played by uh, Chan Chata Farrell. I probably butchered her name. Uh, she she's that typical like aunt character you know if you watch like christmas vacation or any of those type of movies where you have that like piece of shit relative like who's just so critical of everything 
I love when she walks into the freaking dining room. She's like, oh, it looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. Yeah. Well, it's also what was the um, she wasn't supposed to, she wasn't originally supposed to be there. Right. Right. Sarah was surprised that the aunt. Yeah. Dorothy was there. And she... Yeah. Linda went to go drop off gifts at her house and she went to the door and she had a suitcase. So she kind of was like, I couldn't tell her no. Yeah. So she is yeah, surprised, which and to be honest, I, I didn't hate Aunt Dorothy in this. I think she was just that grump. She just a grumpy. I don't give a fuck ton of type of person, which I know those people. They're, yeah, they're very, they don't have a filter. They don't hide anything. If they have something on their mind, it comes out of their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go show the kids. Uh, well, I make peppermint schnapps. Yeah, peppermint schnapps. Like, yep. She's that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hate her. I didn't. I didn't hate her. I wasn't like fuck no. this character. The one I didn't like was Howard. But then, yeah. as shit's going on in this movie, I I was like, okay, at least he's not being a piece of shit the whole time. He turns yeah. into a very protective guy who does care about his family. Yeah. He gets a better relationship with Tom because yeah. he, him and Tom don't like each other because he's always yeah. giving him shit. Uh, you know, especially when they're sitting at the dinner table and they're talking about it's like, oh, uh, you were you did a service. What were you in the army, the navy, the marines? And he's like, oh no, I was in the Eagle Scouts. Ooh, fucking Eagle Scout, like just giving him yeah. shit for stupid yeah, exactly. stuff. Just to be a piece of shit. It's later on. He's like, always be prepared, Boy Scout. Yeah. Yeah, and then he freaking mends his leg later. And like, shut up, bitch. I kind of feel like he's like that because Tom and uh, Sarah are very successful. They have a nice house. They have all these things where they're not. So he is he's passive aggressive. And I feel that's why he's like that. I think he's just aggressive. I don't think there's anything passive about it. <laughs> he's just a douche. He's just a yeah. douche. He just, he's, just that al- he's just that alpha male redneck kind of mentality about things, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. uh, Max has a letter to Santa that he wrote up, and he gets it read out loud at the dinner table because it's taken by one of the twins. And it's just all the things... It, it's not toys or anything. It's literally... You know, he wants his parents to be in love with each other like they used to be. Yeah. He wants better things to happen for Howard and Linda. Like he, they just, you know, he wants them to have a better yeah. life. Like none of these things are bad. No. Except for the fact that he, you know, he's like a clearly he states something about how Howard wanted or Howard treats the girls like boys. He wanted sons instead of daughters, uh, which is kind of a fucked up thing to put. Uh, and then, of course, he puts that he wants to be closer with his sister like he used to be. But, of course, she's a teenager. She's kind of, you know, she's levitating towards the. T- it's very typical things um, for a kid to want at his age. And it, it. How old is he? He's probably like 13, 14. Yeah. See, we thought someone between like 12 or 13 or something like that. Because I, I said he looked a lot older than I think he was supposed to be. Yeah, but then Dan's like, "No, I think he's he's supposed to be older. I think that's why he gets made fun of for writing, writing a letter. letter to Santa." So here's the thing: is he even states before, like, does does he fully believe in Santa? Because when they're talking, like, when they come home from, excuse me, from the uh, incident at the play, he talk. You know, the parents are like, "You still don't believe in Santa?" And he's just like. Yeah, but I just want to I don't want it to ruin for the little kids. So does he secretly still believe and he's just trying to play it off like he doesn't? Um, That's what I thought. But so, you could be. 
it's 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 hard to read but of course this whole thing um you know everything that happens in this movie is because of him getting angry and tearing up his letter to santa and throwing it out the window that's what triggers um the arrival of of uh krampus and his goons but all hope is lost yeah the thing of it is is this family is not as bad as you would expect. And for everything that happens to him in this film, it sucks, but it's one of those things where like, as everything is happening, the family is growing closer together. Like it's not everybody for themselves. It's not like Howard's just worrying about his family. He's caring about everybody else, which I thought was a, a cool, a cool way of going about it. Um, even Can I though say I did not. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Sorry. no, no. Go, go. I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, I want to say I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of how the beginning of this movie plays out. That's my biggest gripe with this entire movie. Which is like how everybody interacts with each other. It's just. It's just the whole like like outside like the beginning opening credit, which was awesome. The whole mall scene or whatever the store scene. It's just that whole beginning part is just so overplayed and stereotypical. I don't know that's probably the point. Yeah. But just the two big opposites of the family, somebody doing something, this big hullabaloo, it's big uncomfortable situation, and it's just like that's the whole like I think of like home alone and shit like that. Same stuff happens. It's just it seems like a trope that's just being played out again. I just don't care for that. They even forgot a kid. They forgot yeah. a kid. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> But but that's my that I'm not saying it's bad. I just it's, I don't care how it's played out in the beginning of this movie. I don't hate it, but I'm just not the biggest fan of it. I I, I can agree. I I I can be on the same page that it's just a little bit overdone. Um, like like the, the way that Howard treats everybody, especially Tom, yeah. it's like fuck off. I'd kick his ass out of the house. Be like fuck yeah, you, like, you piece of shit. Out of Get the fuck out of my house. Exactly. Come in here and start talking to me like that. Like he was. It wasn't like he was swearing at him or you know doing but it's just so stupid fucking comments man but like dude yeah, i will and then, punch you right in your mouth <laughs> and then the same right but even the same with tom when he's sitting there talking to max in his room i know he's trying to be nice and stuff he's around his kid and stuff and like you know you'd be the better man but you as a i think as the owner of your home you have a, you take a stand like listen yeah. you're in my house this is you were family but you need to respect the rules of my home if you don't yeah. respect me in my house you can get the fuck out like you can hit the bricks i feel like it's a very common trope in these type of movies if you watch like christmas vacation it's like all these people come over to their house and fucking wreck home and well see that's what i mentioned earlier about how people being played stereotypes and i don't think this movie really leans too heavily towards one or the other but that's why because it kind of hits on one side but then it also kind of shits on the other right. people like the owners of the home being way too fucking passive about everything and being too buried in their own shit going on and not worried about their kids and all yeah. that stuff so i don't think so. that was written i think it was written on purpose i think it was written because right. that is i think that's how most people see it um mm-hmm. Which is not true, but that's what most people see and that's what was written into the movie i don't think michael doherty like thinks that you know no, I'm not one side is like that and on. one side is like the other yeah no no I, but um, there are directors or there are people who write movies though who think of these things who are that's know. their ideals and will write that into a script and it's like that's not how this fucking works man <laughs> yeah I mean, that's what I'm just saying like it, it's like I, I'm not saying like it's one of those you know sometimes they'll represent things in films where it's just like this is our side 
wonderful. This is the other side. They suck ass, and we're just going to shit on the whole movie. Yep. Where I feel both sides have pros and cons. <clears throat> so, uh, Max, yeah, so Max gets his re- letter read out loud, and uh, he gets into a fight with the girls, and that's when the mom comes, who wants tiramisu? And you're like, what? <laughs> this is no Christmas. What is going on? What are you doing? I don't even know what that is. Is that cheese? Is that like a cheese bowl? What is tiramisu? It's a dessert. Oh, I know. Is that what she was making, though? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't tiramisu. It was. I know what tiramisu is. What the fuck was she making? It was like a. It, she was using a freaking one of those oh, cool lighters. No, she was making a uh, um um uh, creme brulee. Creme brulee. That's cheese, yes. right? Yeah, I think so. It's like a cream. Or is it like a egg based thing? It's. Oh, yes. It's like a custardy type thing but it's got sugar on top and you burn the sugar like custard's last stand and it <laughs> you're let's bring more offensive fucking people into this show <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> this is crazy. i know i know what you're talking i don't know what there was in it so it's, i don't know it's supposed to be like a crispy top and you break the top and uh is it so i've never had it this is like french onion soup because mm. don't you break the top of that too isn't that it's like the cheese on top and you break through it oh mm. yeah you're making me hungry. I'm starving <laughs> right now. I don't. <laughs> I need to shove some more fucking cookies into my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I've gained like fucking. I've been. I have one more week left until I go back to work, and I think I've gained like twenty pounds since I've been off. This is not good. I'm so sorry. It's all these cook. It's all these baking. I blame my wife. She bakes all these great things, and I can't let them go to waste. So Max doesn't understand. Why uh, he needs to spend time with all these piece of shit family members. I know, right? <laughs> and his dad, of course, has to explain to him, you know, like, yeah, I know it's tough, but, you know, they're still family and, you know, it's it's nice to spend time with family. And at first you think Max changes his mind about the whole thing. And he's like, you know, you should really send that letter out to Santa. He's like, maybe I will. And he goes to put the letter back into the envelope and he licks the envelope, which... Oh, God, it's always the worst. I fucking hate licking envelopes. Terrible. Just give me the ones with the peel off things. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Why are we still? Why in 2021 are we still licking envelopes? Fuck. That was 2015. Still. Why do we still licking envelopes? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, his that Tom, Max's dad, completely full of shit. Yeah. Because there's people in my family I don't like and I don't spend time with. Same. Carry on. I don't have many, but there's some. It's your life, yeah. man. You live it the way you want to. You get one exactly. shot, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I like the conversation that I I do like the story that the the kids tell Max at the table though about Santa crashing. Oh, oh like eating, and he yeah. had to eat the, the reindeer. reindeer. Oh, yeah. what a what a shitty Santa story. Daughter forty eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, tiny reindeer. So. Yeah, Max, you think Max is going to seal up that envelope and send it to Santa, but instead he turns, he gets angry, and he tears up the letter, opens up his window, and just throws it out. And you get the immediate reaction to this as everything becomes dark, and you get the cloud from fucking Child's Play that goes over the toy store before Chucky becomes a doll. It's fucking the cloud of Dembala coming over (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a massive blizzard arrives and Max and then Max spots a really creepy fucking snowman the next morning 
Another snowman in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really creepy ass snowman too. Who built it? Hmm. We get a DHL uh, delivery driver comes to the door to deliver some packages, and there's a big giant sack of presents that are near there uh, next to it. And Linda's like, "Oh, is that is that from you too?" And he's like, "I don't know. I was here before I got here. I don't know who that's from." So they're like, "Let's bring it in the house and throw it in the attic for one." Like, damn, you hiked that fucking thing all the way to the attic? Yeah. Damn, that did not seem like a light bag. <clears throat> no. Uh, Beth's all concerned about her boyfriend because he hasn't responded to her text messages and all that. So she asks if she can go to his house. We mentioned there's a blizzard happening at this. Yes, there is a blizzard. Yeah, yeah. The 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 cloud formed over and then a massive blizzard hit, and it's like no one's uh, out. No one's out. Nothing's happening. Because no, like, nobody has power, right? They're like, yeah. oh, what about these people? What about these people? Like, oh, they don't talk to us since Max's noodle incident. Incident? Yeah. And they never <laughs> mention like, anything about it. They no, never, it's great. I love it. They never explain what that shit is. They just they say that line, and then they move on. This is someone who's flopping dong running down the streets. What I assume. <laughs> that sounds like a nice way of a parent to refer to that noodle incident. <laughs> Carry on. Um. So yeah, so Beth asked her you can go check on her boyfriend. He only lives a couple blocks away. So uh of course Sarah's like, no, it's a bad idea. But Tom's like, come on, it's right down the street. Can't be that bad. You're like, Tom, you're an idiot. It's a fucking blizzard. Yeah. It's literally like a fucking you can't see six inches from your face blizzard, even though you can clearly yeah. see things in the distance. <clears throat> as we should as we shall see. This doesn't seem like a fun walk uh for Beth. Actually, before we do that, uh, Omi makes some old fashioned hot chocolate on the fire, which is fucking awesome. I want a clap. I want a yeah. cup of that shit. Oh, yeah. I yeah, want right there, a William. fucking hot chocolate made by an old German woman. <laughs> now, <laughs> German chocolate is delicious. Okay. I, I'll, I'll go get my friend. She's probably asleep. Your friend? Who? I have, a, I have a German friend. You have a German friend who makes chocolate? Yes. I don't know if she makes chocolate, but I'm probably ask her to she oh. has two uh t- she has two german shepherds and they only come when you speak to them in german it's oh that's really cool. so cool i'm gonna do that i'm gonna learn a language probably german i really want to learn german it's a really cool language uh and yeah i just want i want to get a pet or i it only you know listens to my commands in uh, in german i want to do that Dude. i wish i knew a different language so i could teach my you know my newest son uh, a different language so I could just talk to him in a different language so my wife doesn't oh. know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's the best feeling. People like to talk, what are they talking about? Yeah. Well. Hey, listen, <laughs> I could teach you how to count to 100 in German. That's about it. That's all I remember. <laughs> I had a friend who spent uh, like two or three years as an exchange student in Germany. Really? And we, this is off track, but we, uh, I played lacrosse in high school and he was on my team and during our warm-ups, uh, he would lead the warm-ups and he would literally just scream German phrases during our warmups. And you could just literally look over at the other team and they're all fucking like terrified. They look terrified because the, Ger- <laughs> yes. the German language is a very aggressive language. Like you could be saying, I love you, but it, it sounds like they want to kill you. But he would yeah. literally like we would, you know, you do like the one, two, three, and he would say it all in German. But he'd be really loud about it <laughs> and just say a bunch That's of German cool. phrases during the game before. The- it was fucking great. That's, and psychological I, that's, warfare yes, dude. It's, that's brilliant it's so good and my my one of my uh bucket list 
uh, things on my bucket list is to go to Oktoberfest um, at some point in my life. And that's going to happen. Uh, so back to Krampus. <laughs> it is. Oh, and I just want to state that this is December 23rd uh, when this blizzard hits. Because it's every time the day changes, it shows Max's very old, I'm guessing, German um, advent calendar. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. It's really cool. This doesn't seem like a very fun walk for Beth as she's walking to her boyfriend's house. It's, of course, a blizzard uh, is happening. No. You get like she's hearing very eerie sounds. And then she looks uh, she um, discovers the D, uh, DHL truck and she goes yes. over and it's, the dude's frozen inside the truck. Yeah, and then she. One of my favorite fucking parts of this movie is when we first see Krampus, and he is perched on the roof, and she just looks over, and of course he doesn't move until she starts running, and then he just starts yeah. leaping from house to house, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, this is crazy! Oh, so good. Sample of Krampus, yeah. And she then hides underneath. Uh, a truck and that's when he hops from the house and lands right next to the truck and he's walking around it and then he disappears and she could he and then she looks over and there's a little jack-in-the-box that's ringing and in the box. yeah when the jack-in-the-box opens a little tiny head starts peeking out and then she screams and then it's just the truck you just see the truck shaking back and forth so you don't get to see anything which i thought was a cool touch i don't think we yep. needed to see anything yeah uh and this blizzard is causing confusion for the entire family as they're back at the house as there are no trucks and there's no people anywhere there's nobody yep. just, just no lights nothing yeah so tom and his dick brother-in-law they go out in search of beth because she's not home and they're scared because it's a fucking blizzard out well there, there's been a chunk of time that it elapsed right because it was daylight when she left yeah, and it's starting to get, and it's dark. That's why they start getting concerned. Yeah, it's dark outside. They're concerned. Uh, so Tom and Howard go out and search for because he's because Howard's got this this big Hummer or something like that. I forgot what the, I yeah, think it was a Hummer. So mm -hmm. they're gonna go out and search Beth. They uh, they find a an abandoned snowplow that's still like on. The lights are flashing, so that's what kind of alerts them to it the truck driver was nabbed clear out of the windshield i love how it shows it's like oh man something there he flew he flew out of the windshield and he's like no something got him from the outside because the glass was caved in yeah and that's when and so they go back to howard's truck and he's got like an arsenal in like a crazy <laughs> compartment in the back of his hummer what was the name of his truck Lucinda. Lucinda. Because <laughs> he awesome. screams it. Yeah, because he's got like that shot. He's got like a pump shotty and a revolver. Yeah. He's like, you bring guns yeah. to Christmas? You can never like, be yeah. too prepared. That's right. Uh, back at the house, uh, the mom and uh, Sarah and Linda, they're talking about the old times. And that's when you start hearing some faint footsteps happening up in the attic. You're like, what is that? And then Girls. a loud bang. And that, so everybody's on alert now. Tom, and then we go back to Tom and Howard out in the blizzard. 
and they get to Derek's house and it is, um, let's just say it's a little snowy inside and it shouldn't be like that. You know, the door is yeah. wide open. There's probably a good six inches of snow inside. Uh, the fireplace is destroyed. Like there's the big crack down the center of the fireplace. Yeah. And then it's like all crumbly. And then they discover the hoof print. Like, what is that? We don't have animals like that around here. It's not, it's too big to be a, a, a deer. That's when, um, and then Howard goes into the kitchen and sees the gingerbread man knifed to yeah. the refrigerator. I was half expecting him to pull the knife out. Yeah. And then it come to life or whatever. <laughs> Beth uh, is heard screaming outside, so they run outside, and you figure out that um, is it really Beth screaming, or is it kind of an, a, a manipulated uh, scream to kind of lure them outside? And Howard is grabbed by something and dragged through the snow. Here's my question, because it's never really explained: Is this the the Jack in the Box that is the thing that's under the snow? I don't know. Could like be the, the teddy bear. The, it's a bite onto him. That's true. Because it kind of looks no very, idea. it's very like tremors like, where it's it's yeah. it seems like it's a long snake like creature that True. that runs out. Because you you notice it like when the like the Jack in the Box has got teeth, like it opens up oh, its fucking yeah. jowls. Um, but you really never see what <laughs> bites on to Howard, but something bites onto him. He it's pretty gnarly too. And uh, Tom shoots whatever it was in it kind of runs away now the only reason i think it's the jack-in-the-box is it sounds like the same sound that the jack-in-the-box makes it makes that really scary that. fucking scream it's, it's a horrible noise uh so tom and howard they go home and the house erupts in fear and questions of course the kids are blurred into uh the kitchen into the dining room with uh aunt dorothy uh to make some uh, peppermint schnapps <laughs> yeah all right and howard uh, Tom, Linda, and Sarah, they're all talking about like what the hell is going on. And they explain everything that they saw, but they don't really know. And they're trying to figure out what to do. So they end up boarding up the doors and the windows. And Howard is tasked with being the first watch because Tom initially says he's going to do it. And Howard's like, nah, I'll do it. And then what's that motherfucker do? He falls asleep. Oh. Yeah, well, you do get a cool, you do get a nice conversation between Tom and Howard. They kind of, uh, you know, Howard thanks him for saving his life, and they kind of like other kind of, you know, they're kind of bonding. And Tom goes, or Howard goes, uh, what does he say? He says something about like, oh, well, you're not as much of like a a a, a was it a pussy piece of shit or something like that, or a preppy little something? I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. Like it's a very condescending. Uh, insult but <laughs> Howard trying to bond with Tom that's pretty funny right and of course Omi has the fire lit and she says you can't let the fire go out and what happens is Howard falls asleep and the fire goes out and that's when everything starts to happen so the first thing that occurs is you get a chain you can hear the chain inside the chimney and it slowly comes down and what's attached to it, but a very thick gingerbread man. Yes. And who is the one to be lured in by this thick ass gingerbread man, but the fucking Howie Jr., a very That's throwaway character. Absolutely. And he well, grabs somewhere. Yep. He grabs onto that gingerbread man. He's about to go to town on it. And that's when the gingerbread comes to life, wraps the chain around Howie and start, and that's when whoever's on the other side starts dragging the chain up the chimney. Yep. 
and Sarah comes and she's the first one to grab him, and then everybody else is coming in and grabbing on him too. And it, it's a pretty good scene where he's like, he's screaming going up the chimney and she's holding on for dear life. And I think uh, there was still a little bit of the fire still there. Like there was yep. like the, the embers were still glowing. So it was still hot. And yep. uh, she kicks one of the logs into the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree go- goes up in flames along with the presents underneath. And of course, uh, Howie Jr. is not able to be saved um, as uh, Howard goes into the chimney and you just see the shoe just fall down and hit him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, Howard uh, turns uh, in. He's, he wants to save his son. So he's like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to confront whatever this thing is. I'm going to get my son back. And he's like, Tom's like, listen, there's other people here. Like, I understand your situation, but like, we gotta, we gotta be concerned about everybody else here. Like you're going to go out there by yourself and potentially die. Um, where you don't even know what to do and you're hurt. Yeah. So he convinces them to stay, uh, stay inside. It's after they open the door and see the snowman outside. Yes. That looks it's like, like almost, yeah, and it's almost like right there too. It's like not too yeah. far from the door. You see some of the people running around. Yeah. But there's a bunch of snowmen. It's yeah. Not yeah. Just one. You got the, yeah, you see people running behind yeah. the snowman too. Yep. Uh, and this is when Omi tells the story of Krampus. Now, she is the only one who actually says Krampus by name in this movie. Mm-hmm. No one else says it. Uh, and I love this whole this whole scene. I love the animation. I like mm-hmm. how it's a mixture of like, it kind of feels like claymation in a way. Uh, but you also get like the, the paper uh, animation where it's like paper and shadows. Yeah, which we we talked about all of our movies this season have had stop motion in them of some kind. Yeah. However, my only caveat is is while she does look stop motion, I can guarantee you that CG because the movement is it's, it's digital. It's, it's probably digital. It's yeah, it's one hundred percent digital. It's too yeah. fluid. There's no way. So she but tells. It's maybe that way. Yeah. That way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good though. I love this. Oh, yeah, whole, this whole it. scene is great. She tells. <laughs> about the story of Krampus and how she dealt with him before she, you know, grew up in a time uh, with tension. You know, she probably grew up back during world war two where things were not so great. Probably post-war. Yeah. More, more uh, what it was. And her parents weren't, you know, very good, nice to each other. And she just wanted her parents to go away. It was kind of her wish. So <laughs> instead of just wishing for something and it never happens because that's usually how they go. Uh, no, Krampus shows up and fucking murks the parents. Like, yeah. and you see the, you know, you see the shat. It's always a shadow. You never actually see them, um, yeah. but everything becomes dark. You see the cloud form over the small village and Krampus and his goons show up and take the parents and yep. she says, how she, and this is the first time she speaks English, too. And she, so yeah, she's the one who summoned her, uh, summoned Krampus. And I love the the scene where Krampus walks by her bedroom and winks at her. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then uh, walks out and leaves her a bell with his name, um, which is Groot von Krampus, which is just his name. And it's pretty much a warning. It's like this is um, or a reminder to have faith. Yeah, that is the whole thing. Because to be honest, does Krampus really want to do this? 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> he has a good time. Yeah, he seems to enjoy what he, he does. He enjoys what he does. <laughs> uh, he So, of course, we after she tells the story, Howard is like, fuck this. I gotta believe this bullshit story. <laughs> your son yep. literally just got dragged out of your house with a chain with a fucking gingerbread man attached to it. Maybe have some belief, okay? Exactly. Fucking idiot. <laughs> And yeah, oh though so she tells the story and then he tries to go outside and he sees the snowmen and then the elves are ru- running behind the the snowmen in the yeah. distance. Yeah, yeah. Then it cuts to the advent calendar as it is now Christmas Eve. Omi uh, pretty much tells the kids they're fucked. <laughs> I love how she just she's speaking in German and they're like what is she saying? What she say? And then that's when uh Aunt Dorothy's is like, oh, yeah, she's pretty much saying we're fucked." Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it turns to Omi and she's like, like yeah. 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 <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Uh Tom asked Sarah if she knew if, if she knew what she saw in the chimney. Um, because the only thing because she does see the the gingerbread man that was that came to life. That's why she reacts. Yeah. Linda finds a box that rattles. Uh she's in the attic, she's looking over all the damaged presents and all that, and then she hears yeah. like an old fashioned bell inside of a box but before she can really investigate it sarah comes upstairs and or no she comes to her and howard about using the plow truck to get the hell out of there like they're coming up with a plan of we're gonna go to that plow truck we're gonna get the plow truck we'll get the fuck out of dodge they're like good plan another great shot of krampus as max looks out the window and he sees krampus on a roof uh across the street it's always that nice shadow you never really see any details of krampus it's always shadows or you see his feet. Like what? Yes. One Beth sees him. Uh, and then we get uh, Stevie and the other one. <laughs> Jordan. 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 Uh, God. Stevie was the only one I remember because she survives. Right? Mm-hmm. Stevie was the one who doesn't. Well, she survives till the end. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, is, so they're upstairs and they... I don't know if they're trying to look for like what they're doing. I think they're trying to go to the bathroom or something like that. Yeah, they talk yeah. About it. yeah. Aunt Dorothy clogged one of the shitters is what they say. Yeah. Well, she did mention earlier in the movie, all this fancy stuff, mm-hmm. all this fancy food uh, does something to me. Yeah. yeah. Blows me out or something like that. Yep. Along those lines. So she, so they, you know, they're up in the second floor and they're going around and they're, uh, they start hearing a voice. And it's this really creepy voice. Doesn't sound like Beth at all, but they think it's Beth. And they're like, Beth, what are you doing up there? Everybody's been looking for you. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Do you think Beth's just hiding in the attic? I don't know. <laughs> right? Time? <laughs> There's no power. This chick needs her computer, man. Like, she, she would have been yeah. downstairs like, Mom, Dad, what's, what's happened to the power? No, she's hiding in the attic, kids. Go upstairs and check it out. Holy yeah. Christ. Uh, the downstairs, everybody else hears the giggling and chatter upstairs. Uh, pans are crashing in the kitchen. So, and the dog Rosie, uh, wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> She's Rosie's like, smart one. She's like, fuck off. I'm out of here. So she runs mm-hmm. away. Tom, Tom, Linda and Sarah check the attic and the gifts hall have all been busted open. And you're like, oh my God. The first thing they see is they see the jack in the box and there's something massive attached to it so they go around the corner yeah. and what do they see is the fucking f- 
legs, like the bottom half of the legs and the fucking boots of one of the twins just getting swallowed by this freaking horrific jack in the box. Yeah. Oh, what a what a shot. I love the it. Lighting is oh, great. so good. Awesome. And the scream it makes. Yes. As it's, <sighs> you can kind of see how his jaw like slowly goes back under. Yeah. Like the, the mask of the toy. But obviously there's oh, so cool. Oh, my God. It's one of the, my favorite parts. It's uh, Howard gets attacked. Howard, Howard goes into the kitchen to investigate what the hell's going on in there. And he gets attacked by a bunch of gingerbread men. We get uh, the demon cherub. Uh, which is hanging in the rafters and it attacks Sarah. Um, that's yep. another creepy ass freaking thing oh, that yeah. happens. You're like, what the fuck, man? And then you get the teddy bear with the really sharp teeth that comes out of nowhere. And then you get the freaking uh, the rope. The thing that was really out of place was the robot. It just it just didn't seem right. It was odd. It was it yeah. was weird. Well, I think I think that was all part of Krampus's. I don't, obviously, I don't think that's what they bought for people. No, no, but it was just like the gifts were because they put the bag got in the house. Yeah. Yeah. He's setting he's setting it up for what, what's going to yeah, happen. Like, Here you go. Yeah, he takes everything. He on. takes everything that you love and he it makes him terrifying. That's the whole point of Krampus. Yeah, yeah. Good times. He's good times. Yeah. Oh. He... oh, sorry. The gingerbread men were two of them were voiced by uh, Seth Green mm-hmm. and Justin Roiland. Yeah. Who, oh, uh, from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's something else here I want to mention. Pull it back up if you don't care. Um, the gingerbread cookie in the scene right right when Howie Jr. was taken. That to you? Did you? Okay, well, I want to mention it again. So the gingerbread cookie that was lowered down the chimney is attached to a meat hook, which is, there's an Icelandic word for it. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because it's going to be awful. Uh, it's one of Iceland's, Iceland's 13 Yule lads. So gingerbread cookie, sort of Iceland's 13 Yule lads, who carries a meat hook, which he lowers down chimneys, in order to steal meat smoked in the fire from for Christmas, <laughs> and, and he comes around every December twenty third, and that's the night that Howie Junior was taken up the chimney. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. That's kind of ironic. I didn't know nothing about that. He's going deep for his Yule lore. Wow. Taking a bite out of the gingerbread man. None of this. I like how the gingerbread bit, but also screams <laughs> after he bites him. But anyway, I know we're going no, too far it was, back. It was great. He bites it, and then it like reacts to it. Like what the fuck, man? Yeah. Him with what the bell means if he didn't know that the uh, Grus von Krampus means greetings from Krampus okay makes sense good times Krampus time Woo! Krampus. <laughs> sorry uh, carry on so, so yeah so you get the to the teddy bear and the robot the robot literally hops on Tom's back just starts stabbing him oh yeah it's great it's all practical too Oh yeah, this looks fantastic. I love the gingerbread men and the staple gun. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when they all get back together and they're all like, "Wonder is like, what the fuck happened up there? Uh, you don't want to know." And he's like, "I just got attacked by three gingerbread men in the kitchen. Like, I can handle it." <laughs> yeah, and they're right. <laughs> oh, um, the gingerbread man. And Rosie eats him. <laughs> right? Yes, I love it. Where he's about to get shot and the gingerbread. Oh no, he's got the he's got the sharpened uh uh candy cane. Candy cane. That he's gonna stab him, but then Rosie comes out of nowhere and eats it, which is great. Love Good it. for Rosie. Rosie's real name is Thor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I believe Rosie she's been in other part, movies. The best part of this movie. Poor poor Rosie eating all them cookies. 
You can get fat, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> the Jack in the Box escapes. Jackbox literally eats um, uh, Jordan and is like, fuck this. I want no part of these people. And just is like, ah, does a creepy scream and then tries to like escape. And I love how it's like, it's yeah. frantically trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, yeah. it's like trying to rip off the thing. Oh man. And Linda's about to do some damage and then too late, just squeezes yeah. its fat ass through there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thing was huge. Oh my God. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Where am I? Uh, Angel and the bear get taken or wait, Jack in the box escapes. Rosie goes on attack mode and forces the creatures downstairs. She goes through the vent and forces the things to crash through the goddamn floor. And it's, yep. and I love everybody's reaction to it. Cause like there, you know, some of the people saw it and others didn't, and it's just there and it's just screaming that yep. terrifying scream. Uh, Dorothy blasts the angel or the cherub and the teddy yep. bear, which is great. Uh, and then we get the, you hear the chiming happening outside and is it, I think Omi's was like elves. Yeah. yeah. And they come in and they're, they're like the a rescue mission for the, the Jack in the box. Cause they like strap the chain around the Jack in the box. Like yep. we're going to get you out of here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> break through the window and yep. shit because she yes. yeah it's, they they snag uh aunt dorothy i love when they just fucking yeet her right off the door like yep. <laughs> see you guys in hell yeah, yeah and of course they take the baby too which causes linda yeah. to freak out and krampus uh calls out and summons them back and that's when we get our first full-fledged appearance of krampus as the family leaves Omi decides she's going to stay back because she needs to confront Krampus. Howard jumps on the clown as it gets yes. pulled out of Yeah, yep. he tries to save his daughter. Yep. He yeah, like, I think what's, what's the... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, he go grabs ahead. on... Yeah, he grabs onto the tail part of it and gets, like, yep. pulled out. Yeah, because once the Krampus shows up, like, everybody's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, no, because he like, summons all, all them all back, I'm guessing. I Because you hear a call outside, and I'm guessing it was him calling yeah, them back. They, yeah, so he can because he's going to make shit. his appearance. And well, and, and before that, the of course they're all like, "Okay, we're going to get out of here. We need to get the fuck out of here." So they open the door. They all go out, and Omi shuts the door behind them because uh, she's going to stay back and confront uh, Krampus because she hasn't seen him. And his entrance is so fucking cool. Yeah. Hey, Hands and stuff coming down oh, the fireplace. The, well, at first you can hear him like walking on the roof. Yeah. And you can hear the chains and the bells rattling. And then you just see the the chimney. You see like the dust first and then you see the chimney start to split because he's so big as he's coming well, down. Isn't this what the radio turns back on? Oh, the music starts. Yeah, playing. The music it starts, starts, it starts playing. It starts playing. Yeah. And yeah, you get the really, he's got the long fingers. He's, and he pulls himself out. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. And this is where you get your full, full look at what he looks like as he comes out full form. He's huge. And yeah. he's got the, the very raggedy red overcoat. He's got the beard in the face. But what you don't know is it's not his face. Yep. Again, we got to say this. And he's got the the big giant freaking hooves, and he he reaches out to her, and uh, 
it's just a really cool scene because she's like stone faced there. She's just staring at him as he's making his appearance and just towering over her. And you get the really close look at his eyes. Yep. Oh man, so you see cool. what you see. You see one of his bells. Yes, you see. You see the Krampus, the the Krampus bell on one yeah. of the chains. Yeah. And then I'm um, guessing she just gets uh, d- dead. She died. <laughs> she gets dead. The toy, the toy. He opens up the bag. He opens yes. up yeah. the sack. Yeah, and everything. And it, there was things in it alive that come and attack her. Yeah. Krampus never kills anyone in this movie. Everybody else does. Oh, well, that's not true. It's just minions. Too. Yeah. Uh, Tom holds. But that Santa doesn't either. Elves and shit do everything. He just shows up, delivers presents. He just takes all the credit. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Tom holds uh, off the minions so the rest uh, of the family can escape. The family gets picked off one by one by whatever the hell is the thing in the snow. It has to be the Jack in the Box. I, I feel I like it has it. to be, or it's just a whole other creature that they never they never talk about. The only reason I think it is is because it is a very snake-like creature, and the scream yeah. it makes, the scream it, yeah. it, it makes outside, it sounds very <clears throat> reminiscent to the scream that the, the Jack in the Box makes when it's in the attic. So I'm guessing it's the Jack in the Box. Uh, the elves attack the only remaining two, which is Stevie and Max. Uh, Stevie, well, what about the mom? The mom gets yeeted down into the snow too. Everybody so does. does. Uh, yeah, the yeah, mom and Linda. His, uh, Lin- moms, yeah, Linda. Linda Linda's, Linda's first. first. Well, for, technically Tom is first. Well, and then Tom, Linda. Listen, fucking Tom. Listen, Linda. Yeah, no, no. Liz, <laughs> I got something else to about. Tom and his unlimited ammo cheat where he fires off like 15 rounds out of that shotgun without missing a beat. Like it's going to hold five to eight tops in that tube. Like I've got to point this shit out, but I'm like, dude, wait, anyway. So what about Rambo when Rambo shoots like 1500 rounds of fucking. And when we talk about Rambo, I'll bitch about that too. But I pull, I pay attention to that. Like anytime a revolver or something comes in, I'm counting shots on screen. Oh man. The aunt. Yeah, she shot shot a couple too. Yeah, she had already shot two shots. And I do like how the toys, by the way, or whatever these things are, these creatures, apparently are killable to some extent. Yeah, because they kill the the cherub and the teddy bear. Yeah, because they're not immortal. So I'm I'm guessing though that he has Krampus has some sort of magic to bring them back because at the end they come back. Yeah, yeah, I figured that, or he's just got a lot of backup. But it's got some spares. Yeah. So, yeah, so Tom dies first or dies. I don't know. I don't know how this all works. I I was so confused. Tom is taken and then it's Linda. And then, of course, you get the scene where Bax and. um, uh, Who? Stevie. Jesus Christ. I keep forgetting these freaking kids names. Stevie and Max are in the truck and the mom is just sitting outside. And she's just like. Go. And then she gets sucked into the snow. Like instantly. instantly. Yeah. Just tremor. Yeah. Yeah. Very tremors like. And then Stevie gets taken by the elves. And Max, of course, is the final, you know, because he's the one who made the wish. He yeah, is, he's the final girl. Yeah. <laughs> he's the final person. <laughs> yeah. Just and of course, he is spared uh, as Krampus always does. He always has to leave. He always leaves one person. And he Remember. gives. Yes. 
it, remember uh, me, motherfucker. Yeah, remember me. Always have faith. It just shows uh, what happens if you don't have faith. And he gives yeah. Max the bell. The Gruz von Krampus bell. And Max is like, I could just accept this bell and move on or fuck this. I want my family. And he finds where Krampus and his minions are chilling and they're having a fucking rave. <laughs> like they got they, party time. <laughs> they are at legit having a fucking party. They got the uh, what's the Rams called? The goats. Oh, the whole sleigh. There's a name for them. Oh, they're so cool. Oh, they're so cool, man. This is the most metal Christmas oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's in the it's in the um, was it Yule Goat? No, that's different. Now, this doesn't sound cool enough. No, 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 no. it's gotta be way more metal. No, because they're they're Krampus um... deer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're clown. I love how the, the gingerbread men are lumpy, dumpy, and clumpy. Right. And their clown is the, is the, the clown. Jack is the Jack in the Box, yeah. Which is funny because they tell, they say Jack in the That's Box the in the behind the, the scenes. Goat. It's a Yule Goat. They say Jack yeah. in the Box in the behind the scenes, but when they show the name of the actor who played that character, it says Dare Clown. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. I, I love all the names. The names so they gave, like they went with the whole like Icelandic German names for everything in the credits. Yeah. Well, even so even fucking cool. Here, you can't. You, I can't. Listen, dude, I've played a lot of vigor, and I don't understand any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So they, yeah, he finds a sacrificial ceremony taking place with Krampus and his goons and his Yule goats. Those things are fucking dude, cool. Set that shit up in your front yard <laughs> yeah. every Christmas. Dude, you can buy like an eight foot tall Krampus from this movie and put it in your yard. It's like animatronic, I too. Need it. Please. I need it. Please. I want the goats. It will just blare just metal, metal Christmas music the whole time. Man, Nobody the things I'd love to do at my house for Halloween or Christmas, and my wife just won't let me do it. Why? Because I have children. They get scared. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They've already seen the movie. Just yeah, kidding. right. So. Max recedes his wish and he throws the I like how he throws the bell into the snow and the and the snow eats the bell. So it's Krampus yep. taking it back. Uh and a fiery pit opens and Stevie is just immediately thrown in. And Max goes up and goes face to face with uh Krampus once again and he says, I just want my family back. I just want things to be the same as they always were, and you get the one tier and you think is Krampus going to, you know, bend and um, grant this wish to this sweet young boy who just watched his entire family get fucking murked? <laughs> Fuck that. He laughs. His yep. really creepy ass laugh picks Max up with one laugh. hand and just says, bye, bye, and just throws him into the hole. And we get the really bad. I hate these type of scenes where it shows him falling and it's like slow motion. Like, Forever. I, I can't. Yeah, I, I hate those. Those, ju- those oh. are the worst. Uh, I had said before, before he picks Max up, I'm like, it'd be funny if he just took him and threw him over his shoulder and been like, no. Yeah. Or like just this, eats there's nothing to it. We get a fucking yeah, like, right? a beheading. Yeah. He just eats the head. Just <laughs> like, what the fuck? Here's our hard PG 13 rating. They actually just released, uh, I think Scream Factory just released a 4K version of this movie. It's called The Non Cut. Yeah. 
It's like $37. I'm like, fuck, I have this movie already. Um, <laughs> so it, after that happens, uh, we get to a nice bright scene where you're like, oh shit, did all, was this all this a dream? She was, was this, mad. Was this real? Like, what the like, fuck? It's like, is this a dream? And I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> so Max wakes up. He's all happy. He goes downstairs. He opens up the final day, you know, the Christmas day for, on the advent calendar. Uh, the happy family gathers around opening presents. Everybody's, ah, yay. Did Jordan really get fucking brass knuckles? What the hell are these right? gifts? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and of course, everybody, you know, Max is all ha- is happy to see his parents. He gives his mom and dad a hug and he gets a gift and he opens it and it's the Krampus bell. And we get as he's holding it, you know, he looks around and everybody's looking at it and they're all just kind of figuring it out. Like, yeah, fuck everything. We remember what happened. And of course, as this happens. It zooms out and it's them. They're inside of a snow globe that is in the collection of Krampus. Mm-hmm. And then we get the jump scare thing where all the creatures she from the movie fucking, fucking stupid, dude. Scare, it's so bad. I remember yeah. saying, I was like, that Do we, did we need that? No, but hey, here they all are. They're not dead. Uh, so, yeah, so they have to pretty much live this day every day for the rest of whatever life they have. The alternate version of this ending um, is the same thing, except for the family doesn't react to it. It doesn't. They don't react to the bell. They just continue going on about everything. The only one who's reacting to it is Max. He just stares at it. I, I watched. I was like, is that is that it? That was that was it. That was the alternate ending. All right. Cool. And that's Whatever it. Works. That is Krampus. Some uh let's see. Oh no, maybe I maybe I said everything in my notes. Okay, we're good. Never mind. It is a good movie. It is a very it good movie. Good. We real we enjoyed it. It's our first time watching it. We enjoyed it. I have to say this is probably my favorite Michael Doherty movie. I really like Trick or Treat, but I think this edges it out. I think Trick or Treat is a close second to me. And then of course we should cover that next year. Oh, we're definitely that's definitely a Halloween movie for next year. Uh, and um, Godzilla King of the Monsters is definitely third when it comes to him because it just doesn't good feel movie. it's 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 a, it's a good movie, but it's not you know I love these these smaller films. I think I enjoy yeah, these more. Um, I love those plus, big blockbuster movies, but this just feels plus, like, more. Personal. You get a nice you know like a ninety minute runtime, mm-hmm. just a boom. You get your movie and like mm-hmm. it's it's direct and everything makes sense. And I, I like it. I, I wouldn't be opposed if they did a Krampus too, uh, because I feel this is a type of uh, a type of story that you could do a sequel to because it's a general, you know, this isn't based on one family. You could just do it based yeah. on somebody else and they go through a, a similar experience um, with this character. Um, if they don't make a sequel, I'm OK with it, too, because I feel this had such an effect that I think a sequel just wouldn't have that same effect. Like you see Krampus yes. for the first time, you're like, holy shit. Where if you see Krampus again in this one, you're like, okay, well, I, I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Same with the creatures. They'll just fuck it up anyway. So yeah. don't let them do another one. Just no. don't. They'll I'm, that, I'm uh, very, I'm, I'm happy with this. I think the difference with like, for instance, we, we I, I had shared that they announced a trick or treat too. 
Um, Trick or Treat is a completely different style of film. It's a it's an anthology film where different stories about different people, um, you know, are happening, and then they all kind of link up at the end. And you get this one character who's not really central to the movie, but he's always there. You got Sam, the little baghead, the pumpkin head kid, that always is in the the places of of yeah. those stories. So yeah, Trick or Treat two makes a Trick or Treat sequel makes a lot more sense than if you did a Krampus sequel. In my opinion, but I'm well, not. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Opinions. I didn't care for some of the the <laughs> stuff early in the film, mm-hmm. but I like agree. I like how they kind of like the family came together. You know, they had still had their squabbles every once in a while, but they came together for the greater good to try to protect one another. I didn't think this movie was like like I know it's billed as a horror comedy. I really didn't think it was very funny. No, no. I think you see people like David Kochner and you see Adam Scott and you're like, yeah, this is you know, these are guys who are in a lot of comedies. This is going to have some comedy to it. I liked the tone of it. I really did. I think it it, yeah. it, it drew people in because they were expecting that and I, I bet you there was a lot of people who were disappointed that there wasn't more humor but I feel like it just probably would have made it feel less you know, I like the fear factor of it. Yeah, and that's, see, that's what I was, I I just don't like the fact it was built. It shouldn't be that way. It should just be, oh, this is a horror movie, yeah. the end. There's a few lines that were said that I, I may have chuckled or laughed at, like one or two tops, but that's, I don't think it's very funny. You get a lot of that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I think most of it's at the beginning of the film. Yeah. But, All right. That's it. I loved it, though. I thought it was a good movie. Thank you for recommending it. So that will do it for the final show of 2021 as this episode will be released on new year's eve oh take a drink yeah take a drink for us so what will 2022 entail for dissect that film a lot a lot that's all i gotta say uh we will be back in the new year don't know what the fuck we're doing and i'm not gonna say what we're doing right now because we don't know we're going to talk about it and we're going to either post it on Twitter um, or you guys will just be surprised next week when we release an episode. Uh, I know what we're going to do. Okay. We're, we're going to review movies. Yes. Why don't like we just that. hang up the hat and we don't do movie reviews? That's it. We're just fuck. It's over. It was a good run, guys. Like various types of breads and stuff. Cheeses. Cheeses. Documentaries. We're going to do documentaries. With the Mondo style documentaries, that'd be fucked. I just watched a documentary about Beanie Babies. It was on sorry. HBO Max. Uh, it was actually a pretty interesting documentary. Okay. Also, I figured since it's the end of the year, we could talk about some movies that we maybe maybe have seen uh, within the last couple weeks. I just watched Don't Look Up, which is a movie on Netflix. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio oh. and Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Uh, a uh, quick review uh, it's really fucking long and a little overdone but I, I guess it's a parody movie so it's I guess the reason why it was the way it was um, maybe we'll do a review on it someday but it was okay <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is a, is a great actor Jennifer Lawrence is great there's some good perf- there's some good performances in it it's just too fucking long how long is the movie two and a half hours Ugh, not for that Yikes. Kind of uh watch Gremlins 2 last night. Fucking love Boo. that movie. So good. I'm just kidding. I'm Such just kidding. a great movie. 
I watched part of uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer at Walmart. Because <laughs> I, I, we, were, we were walking around today because, you know, kids have a little bit of Christmas money. They want to buy something. And we walked to the electronics section. I was not paying attention. I was like, let's go walk by the games. And I was just sitting there and I heard, don't you, uh, don't you mean peanut butter? You eat what you eat and I'll eat what I, or you eat what you like and I'll eat what I like. And I was like, <laughs> so there's a running gag around the house now because of me. That's just randomly, why weren't you at elf practice? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a lie. So it, what a lie. It's so good. So good. So yeah, we will yeah. be back in 2022 with a lot of stuff. We're going to be reviewing a lot of movies, TV shows. Uh, it, we're going to do more topic episodes because the our one topic episode was a lot of fun, and I want to do more of those. We're going to do a movie in 2022 about pornography. Like a documentary? No, Boogie Nights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, like sure. Oh, sure. I, that's whatever. That's Fucking not a bad Dirk Dick was it Dirk Diggler? <laughs> Dirk Diggler, yeah. Oh Master. man, we got a lot of let's just, just say we got a lot of stuff planned for 2022. Uh like we were t- we've been talking about every week. We are gonna be starting a Patreon. I'm not giving a release date on the Patreon because we haven't even started it. We haven't even really done any planning on it. It's just kind of out there in the universe. Uh, we gotta come up with content for you guys before we even start it because there's no point in starting one if you don't have the content for it. And you know, we we all have jobs, full-time jobs. We all have uh, kids. You know, we have other things that we're doing. So trying to plan around all those things is difficult, but we make it work and we're going to make it work. Why not just do a Patreon? We'll just be like the government. People will pay us and they may or may not get anything out of it in the end. <laughs> anyway, just a joke. Everybody, this is not what this is about. I just had to make that. So yeah, we, we are busy. We got things. Yeah, we got a lot, you know, a lot of things going on in our lives, but yeah. I, it's been, it, it, we're having a lot of fun doing this uh, yeah. and I can't wait to talk about more movies. Um, we got, we're still, we still have two more episodes of uh, Dexter in review, uh, which will go into 22, uh, 2022. <laughs> and Bad. and then we got to figure out what you know what's the next show we're gonna we're gonna all talk about i don't know about all he means you too well dan <laughs> i mean there i mean you like star wars right yeah i'm just shitty about watching television shows i already told you that i'm really bad about watching television shows i was gonna say like, you should watch this like i was gonna, fantastic. Say, I was gonna say the book of boba fett's coming out yeah like tomorrow tomorrow so, i mean i just started watching witcher Oh, I haven't. Yeah, e- I it. haven't either. <laughs> What's your season? This is WandaVision. No, I had to watch the uh, well, second season, season two of Mandalorian. Of Mandalorian by myself yeah. because he's like, eh, I don't know when I'll ever watch it. And I'm like, like I liked the first season. It's a good show. I just I'm really weird about watching television shows. I'm excited for 2022. There's a there's a lot of TV shows that I'm I want to cover on the show. The last of I've said it. Oh, a million times the last of us tv show that's going to be made um i we are definitely going to be doing even if i had to do things by myself i will talk about these tv shows <laughs> well, she'll watch them she'll for sure watch them uh we got that there's um if you have seen the newest suicide squad movie there is a the peacekeeper or pe- uh, peacemaker peacekeeper peacemaker, peacemaker tv peacemaker. show that's coming out uh there's the halo tv show that's coming out next year which you know We'll figure it out. There's going to be a lot of content. Don't, uh, Listen, don't worry. Spoiler We're... alert. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Finish, well, I'm finish what you're saying. Spoiler alert about Halo. It's going to suck. <laughs> Sorry. 
That is good. High hopes. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, I hope, I hope it's good for folks that like for Halo fans. Yeah, yeah, people who want to watch it. I hope it's good for you. Just a little ribbing, mm. some joshing. And we got a lot of, and we got a lot of film franchises out there to talk about. Jurassic um, Park. I mean, we already did that, but it's doing but great. No, I mean, like the final parts next year. Oh, that's right. Dominion final. in June. Yeah. Yes, we are definitely going to be talking about that. June. Yeah, June okay. 22nd, 2022. Oh. Almost at 12K, by the way. Jurassic Park 1 is at 1,000 views. It went from like 30 views to 1,000 views in a week. What yep. the and fuck? then Jurassic Park 3 is at 11 and a half. Yeah. Hey. yeah. It's crazy. 150, dude. Almost at a buck 50 subs. It's crazy. It's crazy. Buck 50. 2021 has been a great year for Dissect That Film. Uh, oh, actually, I do have one more thing I want to talk about before we end the show. Uh, the episodes 1 through 18, which were the ones that we did under our former name, uh, the Parker Chronicles, uh, I, starting... Next week, every Monday, where I am going to be releasing the video forms of those episodes on YouTube. They're already on the podcast services, so there's no point in me doing that again. You can already listen to them. But if you want to watch how it was, how it all started visually, <laughs> I will be releasing yep. the raw video. There's going to be no editing because there are some episodes that are like three fucking hours long that it would i just i, I don't want to edit that <laughs> that's not my fault not and, my fault uh, so yeah we're gonna be i'm gonna be releasing every single monday we're gonna be doing like a, a throwback episode where we're gonna be releasing the video form of the first 18 episodes so one a week so it'll be our a an old episode of the podcast on a monday we got our wednesday uh, slice of tv episode and then we'll have our newest episode of the podcast on friday so, and that should lead up until, you know, uh, probably what, April, maybe May, something like that. Give you some extra content for a little yeah, while. It's going to be, gonna be fun. Viewers. I mean, you guys, I mean, yeah. if you've been a, uh, someone who's listened to the show since the beginning, you guys have heard the episode, but if you wanted to see it, cause there's, you know, we, got, you know, we do a lot of crazy things on the show. Sometimes we don't, sometimes we do, but, uh, it's, it's always fun to watch, you know, what's going on on a podcast. So you guys will get those extra episodes every week. It'll be fun. Yep. It'll be easy for me. Cause I just upload them instead of editing them. <laughs> I like it. All Sounds right. Tasty. Before I ramble on, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. 2022 yeah. is going to be uh, regardless of, you know, of COVID and all the bullshit that we've gone through in 2021. I got to say 2021 has been a fun year when it comes yep. to content creation, um, especially, you know, you know, starting this, uh, starting the show and being consistent with the show was something I didn't think I was going to be able to do, but bringing people on like Dan and Angela, who have been amazing um, and, you Thank know, you. putting out all that, uh, taking all this time out to be on this show and help me with this show. It's been great. Uh, and hopefully we can get some people back on the show that we've had before. Um, especially uh, somebody who uh, helped me start the show. Uh, it's just been fun. It's been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see what we do in 2022. Dan's laughing for some reason. <laughs> I get what you're getting out. Wink. Yeah, right? 
We're gonna. We're. I'm looking forward to bringing people back on that we've had on, and also bringing yeah. new people onto the show. Uh, especially since you know, since we started the show, uh, I've befriended some people. Not you know, I haven't met anybody, but I've befriended some people on Twitter who do the same thing that we do, uh, who have done it for a lot longer than we have. Who I, I would love to have on the show. Uh, you know we got remember the game I would let you know we got to do that Ninja Turtles the the Ninja Turtle movies we're gonna have we're definitely gonna have Adam Blank on the show Uh, but I've met yeah but I've met some great people especially uh, epic film guys are great uh, movie dumpster um, and my dream is to have uh, the dead meat uh, crew on the show which is gonna be a long shot but hey one can dream and Maybe some point we can do get interviews for with fucking p- famous people like actors and directors. Steven Spielberg, if you're listening to this, be on our yeah. show. You wouldn't I, want me for these. I'd be like, you eat food, right? Like that'd be like the questions <laughs> I'd ask. Oh, dude, I would. Uh, it would be so great. I would literally. I, would talk. I think I would cry <laughs> if Steven Spielberg agreed to be on our show. But before I Just go an into hour and it, a half yeah. and weeping. <laughs> <laughs> And That'd maybe one day, the goal one day is for me, Dan, and Angela to sit down in the same fucking room and do a show together. That is the dream to be able to actually do the show together in the same yes. room. That is a that is a dream. So this fucking COVID thing can just simmer the fuck down. All right, because I need to be able to I, travel. <laughs> I didn't agree to any of this. <laughs> All right. Before we go, before I go on any longer, uh, again, (laughs) happy new year to everybody. Thank you so much for all the love and support that you have showed on every aspect of this show. And I can't wait for 2022 until next year. I am Brett Parker. That is DNA gaming. This is dissect that film. And this has been the dissect that film podcast. We will see you all next time. Bye.